Hello and welcome to this episode of Myron Podcast. We wanted to take a moment and apologize for the sound quality of this recording. We experienced microphone static during the recording that we were unable to remove. Despite the quality, we wanted to publish this recording because it contains valuable insights for new graduate RNs. We hope you find this podcast informative and helpful. Welcome to My RN Podcast, the podcast dedicated to bringing insight and encouragement to the nursing community. I'm your host, Devin DeBoer, and today I'm joined by Morgan Quist. Hi. Welcome, Morgan. <laughs> um, Morgan and I have a long history, um, but I it's been fun to watch your growth through college and now starting out in the nursing career. And um, Why don't you start by, where'd you go to school for nursing? Where was that? Where are you living now? That type of thing. Yeah, so I went to Calvin College um, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I didn't initially start as a nursing major. I started as a studio art major. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah pre-med okay. track. I always kind of knew I wanted to do medicine and art somehow, and then kind of morphed into nursing as a major and then studio art as a minor. And I graduated in 2018. And then I decided to do camp nursing for the summer while I was studying for my boards. Um, so I worked as a camp nurse in Bailey, Colorado. And then now I work in Boulder, Colorado as a, an RN. You decided not to start in a traditional sense. You actually started in a float pool, right? Yeah, and in an outpatient float pool. So not the traditional inpatient med surge permanent yeah. position. So lots of, lots of different things there. And I know we talked a little bit before we started the podcast. I would like to try to hit today, you know, how, what's it like the first year to give people some, just, uh, just some guidelines of, cause I, I remember starting out as a PT and people were saying, um, <laughs> it takes you like three to five years to get your feet underneath you. And it was a really daunting task to think about all the stuff you have to know. How would you you have a sister or a friend that's just starting out in their nursing career. What would you tell them about what to look forward to or what things to think about for your first year as a, as a nurse? I think the first big thing is just mentally making that transition from student to nurse and embodying that title and believing that you are a nurse is really hard switch. And I think what helped for me was taking that camp nurse position because I had campers. Um, I mean, there were nine to 12 year olds saying, um, nurse Morgan, nurse Morgan. And I was like, okay, I can do this. Hmm. Even though, I mean, I was just like putting band-aids on and giving them their singular in the morning. That kind of started the belief process, which was great. Making that transition, my professors would say, don't take the NCLEX until you feel you're ready, which is probably end of July or mid-August. And I was like, I can't study for that long. And I wanted to be able to enjoy my summer a little bit and not be thinking about this test. And I, I was just like, if I'm not ready after two years of school, just nursing classes, I don't deserve to pass this <laughs> NCLEX. <laughs> so I tried to sign up right after I got my authorization to test in Colorado. And so that ended up being like June 23. Yeah, it was like in two days time. And I was like, I'm doing this. I'm going to do it. Yeah, it passed. So that was great um, and a good confidence booster 
for that. Would you say? So did you? St- how long did you review for it, study for it, that type of thing? So I graduated May nineteen, I think. Four weeks of intense studying. You think that was sufficient? I think so. There's always going to be material that you don't know. I felt as I kept going through my questions, I kept getting select all that apply, which were are almost impossible to get correct. But I was like, oh, no, I'm failing. I'm failing. Mm-hmm. But it ended up working out, which was awesome. As far as that first year, there's so much unknown that happens. And especially in the float pool, you're introduced to all these new disciplines in such a rapid succession. It's like pediatrics, and then it was OBGYN, and then it was allergy and ortho. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to be able to master any of this. I think having a lot of grace for yourself. I was exhausted probably for the first two months. I'd get home from work and just be a potato on the couch because I was so tired. Oh yeah, because you're learning. It takes tremendous emotional energy. Mm-hmm. It was November by the time I started in August officially as a float pool RN, but November I finally started to feel comfortable with the work routine, which was it's a long time so, to feel so tired. So you're like three months then before yeah. you felt like you kind of had a handle on it. Yeah, I mean even then I was always learning, but it was at a more sustainable pace. <laughs> Not drowning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So be patient with yourself, particularly the first three, four months, no matter what mm-hmm. job you take. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I wish if I would be talking to someone who is in nursing school, I would be like, don't worry as much about your grades, but get that experience. Like in clinicals, jump in, dive into a new experience, a new patient, something you've never seen, uh, or a new task or job. Just try it out. Because you have the supervision at that time. You have the support system to try the new things, to make mistakes, and be corrected. Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge thing. Because I definitely was doing things I'd never done in nursing school in my job. Mm. And I was like asking questions. And I was like, can someone else come with me and make sure I'm doing this right? And Mm -hmm. it would have been great to have a little bit more practice. So let's focus on the material you have to master, obviously, but then also kind of Make sure you're getting that experience with the patient. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the practical hands-on learning is really big. And I guess I say that because I tend to want to take a step back and think things through more Mm -hmm. until I conceptually have it all figured out when there's actually a lot of value in just doing it. Mm. So grace for yourself, patience, give yourself some time. Anything else that first year that was... You look back on and go, boy, I wish I could write a letter to myself and tell myself this. Ask a lot of questions. Okay. Um, make sure that you you have that support system doing if you're doing something that you're unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. So, that's if you were going to go back and design a um, mentor program for six months for somebody, what would you? Do you feel like they did a good job, or what would you tweak in that mentorship program for like that when they were getting you up to speed? Would you change anything in that? Or would you keep it the same? Hmm. I think, oh man, there's just good, there's good and bad things about my training. I learned a lot when I trained with other float nurses. At least for that position, it's a lot more of learning breadth and like a wider scope rather than in depth. 
Okay. And so when I would be with nurses who worked only in PEDS, only in OBGYN, they would give me all this information where it would just be overloading okay. my mm-hmm. brain and not necessarily things I would need to know as a float nurse gotcha. to get through the day-to-day sort of stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized that later on, but the first few months I was like, oh my goodness, I have to learn every single thing. I have to know every single shot that every single kid needs at this age and that age and all the deve- developmental things they need to be hitting. And when I realized that actually, no, I don't, not mm-hmm. as a float nurse, if I was a pediatric nurse, I would probably be very good to mm-hmm. keep in my repertoire. But that was kind of relieving to figure that out. I got to admit, it was quite. I did the same thing when I started in physical therapy school. Um, I floated, but they were six-month time blocks. So I did, they were just one thing for six months, not a couple things throughout the week, you know, that you were doing. So when I heard that, I was like, wow, that is a tremendous undertaking to be able to handle all those specialties and not get the repetition that I had for six months. So that was, would you recommend that for a new grad looking back? Honestly, it's pretty intense. And if you're not pretty motivated to learn the new material and try the new experiences, then I would hesitate to recommend it to you or to anybody. The only specialty I got a very concentrated training in was allergy. And I think it's because it is so high acuity for outpatient. You do have patients who need epinephrine. They do anaphylax. It's lots of math, making sure that you're titrating out the allergy shots, giving them the right dose. And so for that, I was really grateful because I don't know one of my first days someone did react and it kind of freaked me out because I was <laughs> like, man, I got to know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So yes. <laughs> that was really helpful. And so now I am permanently in allergy and asthma. And I think it was because I got so much training. I felt comfortable and a lot of science and I love that. And then um, when did you make that switch? How long were you in the float pool? A year exactly. Mm -hmm. So what different disciplines did you actually work in? How many different ones did you do? I did pediatrics, OBGYN. Those were the two biggest departments. So those were, they had the most need. Allergy. I did orthopedics in the winter, which scared me from ever doing skiing in Colorado. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I did a little bit of family practice, not a lot, and a little bit of endocrinology. Wow. That's a broad scope. Mm -hmm. Wow. So how did you end up, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but can you talk, how did you decide on allergy? Was it because of that intensive training that you received? That was part of it. Sometimes in the outpatient setting, nurses take on more of a medical assistant role and they do a lot of vitals and rooming patients and not a lot of actual triage or teaching education. Education is something that I really love to do for patients and the pace of our allergy office is such that I have the time to like teach patients how to use their inhalers and what foods to avoid if they have a food allergy or how to do shots and build up and maintenance and taper and all that stuff. And so I, I just love that. And I feel like a nurse and my doctor, I get along with really well. She is younger, just out of fellowship. So wow. it's kind of exciting to work with her because she's very current on all the the new therapies and 
she really feels comfortable letting me do the nursing duties while she does her diagnosing and treatment and all that stuff. So we work really well as a team. She's kind of a, a spitfire, which I really like. And you also were, this is the, you had to set up the clinic, correct? Yeah, I walked in on my very first day. Our doctor wasn't there. The other nurses weren't there. The receptionist wasn't there. I was the only one that day. And we didn't even have chairs in the office. <sighs> Completely bare. How yeah. long did it take to get all, you know, all the equipment you needed, all the medicines you needed? Oh, man, it was a process. So that first week was just getting all the furniture and equipment set up so that we actually could see patients. Mm. Um, for allergy, you have to have a bunch of extracts for skin testing, intradermal testing. Um, and those are quite an expensive order um, and very specialized. And that probably took like three or four weeks before we actually had our own. Hmm. Um, so we were seeing patients for about four weeks and um, borrowing stuff from the other allergy office in a different city, um, but same network. Um, we just got venoms like a couple weeks ago for oh, wow. insect and um, bee allergies to test for. We had to special order. We do patch testing to like metals. Uh, probably about a couple months that we... How rare are metal allergies? Yeah, so people have um, some sort of surgery and they're still having reactions at the site or like contact dermatitis with jewelry, oh. stuff like that. Very interesting. Or um, compression stockings, people react to those sometimes. So we'll do oh, patch wow. testing. And then penicillin testing. We do that. So that is something that I had to learn in these mm. past couple months because you do. I think I was listening to a podcast today actually. With penicillin testing, 10% of Americans think they're allergic to penicillin or it's on their chart when really 90% of those 10% don't have an allergy to it. Really? So it's kind of demystifying that for oh. people. And it's a blast. We have so much fun in our office with our patients, but there's a lot of myths that surround allergies. Have you felt like... Um not starting in a hospital. You think it's a, an opportunity that most people nurses don't take because it's so traditional to go to like the med surge route. And then once you got a year or two in med surge, you can progress to some of the specialty that you want. So do you think taking the whole outpatient route, is that a viable, you recommend that for other people? Or would you say, nah, I'm different and this fits me, but I would still recommend people go to the traditional med surge route. Hmm. That, that's a loaded question. Um, I think, so my roommate for a year after, we just uh, did not become roommates, I guess, in August. So um, <laughs> I I lived with a nurse who works inpatient. Gotcha. Oh, so you grad. see that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So okay. we have so many differences that we just noticed. And I do think that there are outpatient nurse jobs available if you look for them. And you have to be realistic with the pay um, oh. because inpatient they do get paid more oh. than outpatient typically. Um, What's the percentage difference? Do you know? Well, I guess it depends if you work days or nights in the hospital. Nights you get paid more. Weekends you get paid more. And then outpatient is obviously days, normal yep. hours. Um, I work 7.30 to 5, Monday through Friday. That's more than... Uh... Eight, that's more than 40, though, 7.30 to 5. It is, but I get to take two Wednesdays off a month. 
Oh, so it works out. Yeah, which is really nice. I would say so my friend who works in the hospital, if she works days, she gets paid probably one or $2 an hour more than I do. And then if she works nights, it's more but I think she sacrifices the regularity of schedule. Obviously, when she works nights, she doesn't see people and she can't commit to doing like certain things on certain nights of the week because her schedule's rotating and it's just really it's worth it for me because my fiance works normal hours at a normal job and so this way I can meet with him after work or on the weekends mm-hmm. or whatever. So that's a big thing. So there's the pros are you might get paid a little bit more, you might get the patient experience, but you're also sacrificing just a normal rhythm of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think that you learn amazing skills in the hospital that I don't have. Um, we do start IVs in our office for um, challenges where people are peanut allergic and we're giving them peanut, but I don't have that familiarity, I would say, with sure. doing IVs regularly. But you have other special skills that they don't have. I mean, it's all that's, a matter of experience, right? Yeah, that's true. I would say I have a lot more time to educate patients who are not... Yeah. Um, severely acutely ill and can mm-hmm. they can actually listen to what I'm saying and mm-hmm. I think I love that part of it and mm-hmm. developing that relationship so I'll see I guess we're seeing follow-ups now so like a month later it's like oh hey you're yeah. doing so much better this is great yeah. so I really like that and I can see the burnout in some of my classmates already I would say really been a year yeah yeah it's hard to keep that compassion for patients who I know at least for my roommate like they're overweight they do nothing for their health they're non-compliant with all their medicines that they have to take and mm-hmm. they are angry when you can't bring them a warm blanket when you're trying to help someone who's who needs help in like the room next door or you're assigned seven patients because you're understaffed it's just really frustrating welcome to healthcare. yeah it's there's a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> lots of things that aren't aren't awesome it sounds like if you want kind of a normal rhythm um, you would recommend to somebody to do the outpatient route then. Yeah, and there's actually, I mean, you don't have to work in a doctor's office like I do. You can do school nursing. You can do home health. It's a little bit more regular. What about something you like can... dialysis nursing or something like that? Yeah. I mean, that takes a little bit more um, certification in mm-hmm. um, school, but that's an awesome opportunity. Mm-hmm. You can do research. There you go. Yeah. 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 And you have another, uh, you mentioned it right away when you started, you had a um, minor in art. And I I think it's really neat for you to have something outside of nursing that you're passionate about too. Yes. Which is something right behind you that I see a painting. Yeah. I have a couple. I'm working on a bunch of Christmas projects right now for people. But I'd say that is a huge contributor to my own mental health and staying invested in something other than my job it's it's been cool how I've been able to do art as a side project this past year more than I ever was able to do in school um, just because school is very all-consuming so this has been great to have time to do I did a mural this year which was something I've never done illustrated some children's books which was difficult um (laughs) but, but a good project yeah and just being able to to share my my love of doing um, nature 
paintings in Colorado. Do you think it's important for people to have an identity outside of nursing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Whenever, if your job is the only thing that you do, I think you're going to get depressed real fast. (laughs) (laughs) And then you just start thinking your whole worth is in your job, and that's not good. No, that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Particularly when you're struggling for the first year trying to master everything. Yeah, yeah. You need other ways to relieve your stress, and running is always a good thing or some sort of exercise. Yeah. So, biking. Any o- overarching thoughts about, I think we touched on it a little bit, but um, how did you stay balanced that first year with learning all that and the float pool, grasping all those different specialties? Mm-hmm. Uh, was it the running? Was it the art? Was it family? Was it was it a combination of all those things? Oh, man. Um, well, it wasn't easy. And I guess I didn't even say this before, but originally I was planning to go to school, to grad school um, for my Ph.D. full time and work full time. And I quickly realized that was unrealistic. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was many tears before I finally came to that decision and realized that I should probably be a whole human being rather than uh <laughs> insanely workaholic and going to school. Um, So once I came to that decision, I felt very at peace and I was able to invest time into things that I love. Like I love to hike. So I had plenty of time to hike outside of work and doing my art. Mm -hmm. I started contacting people and figuring out projects that I could do. And yeah, running huge. Yeah, I just... I never thought I'd be able to do long races, and lo and behold, here I am, two weeks after my first marathon. What? Um, (laughs) That's crazy. So it's kind of amazing what can happen when you explore things outside of your job. That's awesome. I want to dive in, just uh, give you an opportunity to share a little bit more about your art. Um, I love watching your Instagram posts. Do you mind sharing your Instagram? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, it is at S-O-M-E-M-O-A-R-T. So, some mo art. I think it's that's kind of so like cool. A, a play on. <laughs> Want some more art? Yeah, that's... some mo art. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's dumb or not, but I like it, it a lot. I thought it was cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's super cool. Any uh, Anything else? From the last year of nursing? The great thing about nursing is that as soon as you don't enjoy what you do, you should feel free to try something else. And But also with that, give, give it a chance. Give it some time because it is overwhelming to start a new job and start in a full position nonetheless where you have to constantly be learning new skills, taking new information, working with new people. It did get easier for me. Honestly, after six months, I would say I was in a pretty good routine. But I knew in like July, I I was ready to take a new position. And when it, the allergy and asthma nurse position opened, I felt like it was absolutely perfect. So, and it's still really great, but I don't feel like that's something that I'll probably do for the rest of my life but for now it's good yeah and for now it works i've had a couple of nurses say the great thing about nursing is its flexibility but they Mm -hmm. also said um they see a lot of newer nurses 
just kind of only doing it for a month or two and then switching. And they said, every job that you learn is hard. So you mm -hmm. have to give it at least six months to a year to really figure out if it's a match for you or not. Yeah. Because every, you're not going to find that perfect nursing job that matches every one of your needs. It, you, mm -hmm. it might fill 80% of your needs, but not all of them. Would you agree with that? I would definitely, definitely agree. That is, patience is so hard, and especially when you think there might be something better. And <laughs> when you're in that mindset, you're never content. Yeah. True. And you're always looking. So I guess give it some time. And if you do find that after a year, it's you're ready for a change, then yeah, feel free to do that. But it sounds like you followed your exact advice a year later. It was tempting to not to, yeah, for true. sure, yeah. but I'm glad looking back on it that I stayed, yeah. That's cool. Well, thank you so much for this gift of time and providing your insight and all that wisdom and discernment. That's wonderful. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And make sure you uh, check out some more art on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good. <laughs>